and badass gals. Some of them are more than pals. Our show can be a little gay, but if you're not, that's okay. You can listen and have fun either way. Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who, guests and music and reviews. Game of Thrones, Winona too. We promise there's something for you. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like dirty things. Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. Oh, someone's missing. <laughs> oh no. Where, where's Tara? She didn't get the memo. No. Oh well. Who needs her? I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> we do, and sadly, we have to. We have to do this episode sans Tara. Yes, she has a very big project she's working on, uh, nonstop editing work, and so she is very busy and cannot spare the time, which I understand. Totally it's, understandable. As you know, Kat, you were busy lately. Yes, busy. it happens. Yes, it happens. Life happens, guys. So without Tara today, we have some nerd news. And we're going to be talking to a friend of the podcast and just cool chick all around, Penny Kavanaugh, who is the creator and director of the Zenite Retreat. We're going to talk to her about the virtual Zenite Retreat that was a couple weeks ago and uh, excited to talk to her about that. Yes, everything is virtual now. But first, nerd news. Nerd news. So, uh, HomeCon 2.0, they're doing it again. HomeCon 1 did pretty well from what I hear. It did. And this is going to be this coming weekend, the 16th and 17th of May. Yes. And they're going to have some new panels this year. Uh, this year. This weekend. It's going to be <laughs> Orphan Black, The 100, Dark Matter, Heroes, Vikings. And they're going to do another Winona Earp panel. Because we can't get enough Winona. That's right. Emily will be joining them. Yes. Uh, uh, Varun, Danny Kind, and Michael Eklund, along with Kat Burrell and Tim Rosan. Sounds like a pretty good lineup. Did you watch the first one of Winona HomeCon? I did. That was fun. It was very fun. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm most excited to see Emily because I'm hoping she'll give us some air dates. Like, hey, when is when is the uh, first episode of season four going to air? I just wonder if they're going to start airing season four before they finish filming, and they probably don't know when that's going to start up again. I think they have to. I think people are have we. We, I should say. <laughs> Most people who have actually been watching since the end of season, season three have been waiting for so long. Yeah. They need some I, Winona. I feel like they are going to, they would be, it would be a bad move to hold off on airing the first half of season four. I guess, I think if you polled Winona fans and they said, would you rather just wait till it's all done to start it or start it now? You might have to wait for the last couple of episodes. Which would you rather have? They're like, Give it to me now. I, bet, well, I think they'd want it now. What about you, Wendy? Which would you rather? I'd rather have it now. I can wait for the last two. I mean, I'm not as hardcore as some of the... I mean, I'm not as hardcore Erper or, you know, as some of the fans. I really like the show. And my vote would be, yeah, whenever it's time to air it, air it. Because I'm, I'm yeah. excited for it to come back. Yeah, I feel I feel any Erp is better than no Erp. And yes. <laughs> as a, you know, from business side of it, uh, sci-fi has to sell... Those uh, commercial uh, slots, right? So you can't do that. You know, can't charge as much if it's not a new popular show. So I think just business-wise, sci-fi is probably going to be uh, on board with airing whatever they have so far. So yeah. I, I mean, I hope. I don't know. I have no idea. I hope so. I'm ready for some something. Tara and I were just talking the other day about what new to watch. I mean, there's a billion shows out there, but none that we were over the moon excited about right now. Right. 
And pretty soon that we're going to come to a point where everything that can be released is going to be out. That's true. You know? That's true. So. And then what? And then what? So, yeah, I think we'll see it. At least, the, you know, whatever they have will hit their, their predetermined air dates. I feel like, you know, whatever they have in the can, we're going to see it. And then God knows how long until we see the rest of it. But that's okay. That's yeah. okay. I do not envy being someone who has to make these decisions. No. And do all the scheduling and, and figuring out of air dates and when do you start back and I don't yeah. need that. I mean, it's Canada, so I don't know if Canada will, you know, make a different thing than America might as far as when they are allowed to start back. And I don't know, I don't know how Alberta is doing with, with the COVID cases, so they might be ahead of, you know, the rest of Canada because it's not mm. a big population up there. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully they have it under control and, oh God. <laughs> We'll see. Mystery. No one knows. No one. Well, maybe you'll find out during home con. Yes. I like, I like Orphan Black. They have Tatiana. Orphan Black. That's a big thing. That'll be cool. I need to watch that. That's on my list of must watches. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. Oh, okay. I feel like I've let... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so It feels like a show that maybe I should have watched. I don't know why I never did. I watched like the first couple episodes and this never finished. Maybe once we get through Lost Girl, we can <laughs> that. tackle that. <laughs> yeah, ten more. I have ten more. That was one of the things I was going to accomplish this over my few days off. I've had it. I haven't done it. I can't. I mean, I'll be honest. Like I, I've I've been slowly going through season five, but I'm kind of not. I don't know. I've lost a bit of the interest. Really? Yeah. I'm kind of bummed hmm. to say that. Well, you got to see it through. I'm going to see it through. I've got 10 left. I'm not going to stumble at the finish line. I'm still I'm still digging it. But it's been after, after uh, it went off Netflix. I had just watched it hardcore for so long that I uh, I was kind of burnt out a little bit. Yeah, I was watching sure. so many episodes a day trying to finish and then I didn't. And, you know, <laughs> now I got to pick it up at some point. Exactly. And I'm, I'm going to finish it too. I, I've come so far. Yeah. yeah. Just for closure. Exactly. So we just finished talking about HomeCon. Yeah. So now Comic-Con is getting on the bandwagon. So uh, San Diego Comic-Con just announced that they will be doing a home edition. And it's actually a really cute video. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, there's going to be free parking and it's going to be comfy chairs, no lines, front row seats. Like obviously things that you will never get at actual Comic-Con as you can True. attest to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they'll do some sort of a, you know, remote virtual event. And it's, I mean, I will definitely be watching. I'm sure it'll be, there's got to be some cool stuff. They haven't announced when or what, but I'm yeah. sure it'll be cool. I'm sure it'll be cool, but come on. Nothing replaces the real thing, but yeah, I'm sure it'll be cool. Um, yeah. I like the, the no lines. I like that when I sit down because I'm tired no one will yell at me for sitting in the wrong place. <laughs> right. If I go to the bathroom and linger a little too long outside the door when I leave, no one will yell at me for standing in the wrong place. So there's there's certain things about Comic-Con that are just very unpleasant. But right. Sounds like a lot of yelling. They do yell. They do yell. Because, <laughs> yeah, they're very hardcore with their where you can be and where you cannot be. That's why when we went to WonderCon, I was shocked that we didn't get yelled at because I just kept right. expecting to get yelled at. But we didn't. Um, so there's a lot, you know, and it, what I want to eat, I can just eat. I don't have to plan out an hour ahead, hoping to find somewhere to have a seat to eat and then pay all that money. So there's a lot of good things, but, you know, and I'm curious to see the panels. I assume maybe it'll be actors, like the people involved in the panels will just be doing it 
you know, like home con, they'll be doing on zoom or zoom. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I, I know in the past, like other cons that have canceled WonderCon, they've posted lists to artists, you know, trying to help support artists, which it, it's good. It's kind of tough, though. It's, it's, it's not the same as being able to just walk through the aisles and see something that catches your eye and, you know. But I don't know, I'll be there. I'll see what, what they got going on. Why not? Why not? Better than nothing. <laughs> what else are you going to do exactly. by that time? So, Who knows? so it'll probably be in July, right? Because isn't that normally yeah. when Comic-Con is? Yeah. So probably be over that same weekend. A lot of, but the thing is too, like, I wonder how much they're going to, there are so many things like you go to comic con, you might do 3% of what's there. There's so many panels that go on every single day. There are film contests, there are rooms that like, you don't know about unless you just stumble into them in some random hotel. Like, Oh look at this cool art auction thing that's happening. Or, I mean, there's just, there are the big panels that are the popular ones. And I, I have a feeling some of the smaller ones won't be happening because how mm-hmm. much can you do? And it was, but I don't know, maybe it's, it's just such a, so many things going on kind of con that good luck to them. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like a lot to pull off. Yeah, exactly. So, and I'm sure it will be, I'm sure it will just be a handful of panels. Like I can't imagine it's going to be a full yeah. day of, of, the, of, you know. You know, like your random smaller panels that happen in smaller halls or, you know, I, maybe, maybe they'll have a way to do it. Maybe they'll try, maybe some people, maybe some people they're giving the option, like, do you want to do this for virtual? And some people are like, eh, you know, yep. I don't know, but yeah, it'll be, it's such a weird thing with all these cons having to do this, see how they pull it off. I exactly. do. I do have foreboding news for us, Cat, and Star Wars oh, no. Con. Oh no, Cat Con, which was the same weekend. Not a con about you. It's not a con celebrating you. It's celebrating cats. Too that bad. I was going to attend uh, has canceled. They are doing the virtual route. And which what weekend is that? Uh last weekend in August. Same weekend as Star Wars Con. Also, same weekend as the Xena Convention. Yes. So Cat Con not- is the first to go. We'll see. And now, now the Xena Con is obviously a lot smaller than Star Wars Con. But, you know, we'll see. It's, it's still going to be a big draw because oh, yeah. it's the yeah. first one in a long time. Right. It'd, it'd be big. So, yeah. But one's already down for that weekend. So we'll see what happens to the other two. I wonder if they have to wait a certain amount of time before they can pull the plug and not lose money yeah. on deposits and stuff. That's what I'm wondering. And with CatCon, it could have been a thing. It could have been that sort of issue. Like you do it now and you can get out without losing money or you wait, you run more risks when it probably won't happen. So yeah, there's, and you know, I, you know, yeah, there's probably more to it than we could even know as far as when and how to get out of these deals. Because the convention centers probably know that they're not going to happen, but you just got to do it the right way. But. Oh, what a drag, what a drag. Well, speaking of Star Wars. Yeah. As we do. As we do, we always do. We have to. Tara will be so surprised to hear that we talked about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So the Mandalorian, there's a lot of casting news about Mandalorian out right now. And I think it's supposed to, season two will be out in October, they say. But I, I wonder if that means they've finished principal photography before everything shut down. Don't know. I guess we'll see. The biggest news is that Tamora Morrison mm-hmm. is going to be, is rumored to be returning to the Star Wars universe to play Boba Fett. Yes, he did play Jango, now playing Boba. That's right. So Very in Attack of the Clones, he played Boba Fett's father. And so 
the whole idea is that all the all those fets are clones. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that Django, the same guy playing Django Fett, would play Boba Fett. Uh, but that's kind of cool. I mean, I I didn't think it would be a 100% that we'd see Boba Fett, but it makes sense that he'd be on Mandalorian. Well, here's my question. Now, wasn't this set? Didn't we have a discussion? I don't remember. Isn't, it, isn't this movie set sometime, like, between after Revenge of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi? Did we decide uh, Mandalorian? This? Yeah. I think we know when it is set, and I think it's after. I think it's after Return of the Jedi. Right. So in did theory, yes, I did. <laughs> in theory, <laughs> sorry, Boba's dead. Sure, because he fell into the Sarlacc pit. Well, that's what we. So think. we're gonna see him get out. Or are we gonna just have find out that he got out? And here's another question: If somehow he was able to cheat death. And if he is the mysterious figure that walks into the screen after the death of uh, Ming-Na Wen's character, or what looks dead, first of all, is she totally dead? And does he just like, bring? you know, she's very near death and he brings her back and everything's good. Or is she dead? And somehow he's gotten onto something that revived him after the Starlight oh, Pit. Interesting. Helps revive her. I don't know. Or was it even him? But it's sure people speculated at the time that it was Boba. And now that we well, know that Boba's back. Right. So this is the episode, The Gunslinger is what you're talking about. Yes. And it's at the time, I did not put that together. I did not, that did not click with me that that could have been him. I don't feel like you and I talked about that being him. I feel like I read theories, but I didn't give them much credibility. Yeah. That it was uh, him. But- but apparently, so like you know, to quote this article on somewhere, it says when the, a mysterious figure sporting the bounty hunter's trademark spurs approached the apparently lifeless body of Fennec Shand, Ming-Na Wen. So yeah, I I feel like a bad Star Wars nerd. It didn't click to me that that the, the, he has signature spurs. Like I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't either. Bit, I just read it. So, so like it was exactly so. It maybe we're just not as big a nerd as we thought we were. I don't know. I feel well, bad. I no, we're nerds. Come on, we're nerds. But <laughs> Boba, I just would never think of Boba showing up because in my mind, Boba doesn't. Uh, and I, I didn't even pick up on the Spurs, but I wouldn't have thought that he would come back. Or right, who's to say? Maybe he's back, and it's it's uh, Mando talking about the past, and you're seeing flashbacks of Boba Fett. Maybe oh, some cool. Fett. Maybe he's a Mandalorian legend and he's not really in existence in the, the current time. Or maybe that was him walking up to Ming-Na Wen. I know her name's Finnick Shand, but Ming-Na Wen's a way cooler name. So I'm just going to call her Ming-Na Wen. They should have just kept that name. Yeah. And Wendy, you are correct. It, uh, Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it does. Nice job. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, All right. More, more um, casting rumors and speculation, this time with Kenobi. The uh, postponed Obi Wan Kenobi project, hmm. yeah, starring Ewan McGregor. It was postponed before postponing was cool. It's true. It's double postponed. Yeah, <laughs> before it was cool. Yeah. So the rumor is that Hayden Christensen will be reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker, and it could be a flashback. It could be a dream. Nobody knows, but apparently he's in he's in talks with Disney now to come back. You know, I've kind of, I've taken a bit of a turn on the prequels. Have you? We'll talk about this next week. But, you know, having watched the Mandalorian documentary, uh, what's his name? Dave Filoni? Yeah, Dave Filoni. He's like a Star Wars, like, 
he's like a philosopher. Like this guy, I could listen to him talk about yes. Star Wars all day. He knows his stuff, obviously. And so he kind of, he gets into his theory behind one particular lightsaber battle. And he basically is, you know, making me want to go back and rewatch the prequels. And I feel like, well, maybe, maybe I was too young at the time. Maybe I didn't have, you know, I didn't have the perspective I do now to appreciate those movies. So I'm going to go back and rewatch them. Mm. But Hayden Christensen in particular, he had a rough time. Uh, the fandom was not kind to this guy when those prequels were first coming out. Uh, you know, he was, you, we can talk about why he had sort of the performance that he had. I feel like maybe the directing wasn't as strong. Agreed. But I feel like he kind of just was like, bye guys, see you later. Like he kind of disappeared for a while. And then he, didn't he show back up at the Star Wars celebration last year or something? Like he kind of popped up and made an appearance and, and the crowd went wild and they yeah. were very, you know, they showed him a lot of love. I, I really hope he does get cast in Kenobi. I hope he has a great you know, role on that. Like, it, it, I just, I feel bad for this guy. I want him to be back and embraced by the, star, the, the fandom again. And Me too. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I, I contributed to that. Like I wasn't as on board with him. So I feel bad now. I hope it's great. I hope he comes back. I think he was a good casting. I think you're right. I think the stories I heard, like the director, he didn't, and he was young. I think, I think he was brought in too, to this prequels that was being filmed primarily Although interesting, just in that Mandalorian documentary, they talked about the most models used was in uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah, and, everybody, and he was saying how everybody's like, oh, it's all just computer graphics. Like, no, that was like the most models of any. And it could be just they had more, you know, not necessarily in a good, like they just had more going on. It was just a busier type of production than the first three were. But yeah, I think there, but there was a lot of that shot on green screen, like against virtual backgrounds that George put in later. And so you right. didn't get that acting in the atmosphere and, you know, things that could have helped him. I think that George has never been known to be great directing actors. And I think he directed the Jedi to be more solemn and not show more personality. And, and Ewan was able to, I mean, Ewan was Ewan, so he could bring out that Obi-Wan personality. But, you know, I think Hayden would have been better in, in different circumstances with better directing. No offense to George. I love you, George, but still. So I hope he does get a chance to, to come back and show a little something, something. That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, and apparently some other casting that we, we haven't talked about yet. Rosario Dawson as Osaka Tano. Tano? Am I saying that right, Wendy? Help me out here. I do not know. <laughs> I don't go know. With I feel like I haven't watched. She was what? Uh, Clone Wars? Yes, she's so, a Twi'lek, right? Twi'lek, and I did not watch a lot. I kind of want to, though. It was really good, you know, from what I've seen, what I've heard. But Yeah, um, I got to go back. I have not watched any of the animated stuff. Yeah. Disney Plus, though. Now yeah. we can. Got no excuse. No. Um, and uh, as you mentioned, you know, the Star Wars celebration is supposed to be in Anaheim in late August this year. They're, the speculation is a bunch of these casting announcements would be confirmed during that celebration. Now, if that's not happening, I mean, it, it's not canceled yet, no. but we can assume that it's going to be canceled and maybe they'll do this virtually. Maybe it'll yeah. be a big online event and we'll see all these fun Star Wars moments, not in person as we had planned, Wendy, but virtually. But uh, there, you know, that is, that is, I feel like that is a fluid situation. I feel like we should know soon. 
Yeah. If that gets canceled. I feel like that weekend was originally going to be me doing a lot of driving between three different conventions. And I feel like it's going to end up being me sitting at my computer for three, four, three, four straight days, clicking on the, all the different screens with all the different conventions that are happening. Yeah, seriously. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I also one thing uh, with Rosario Dawson, apparently that character is potentially going to be in Obi-Wan and the Mandalorian. She's going to cross to both, which I had no idea. And yeah, so it sounds like they're because because I just read um, Obi-Wan set uh, eight years afterwards, Revenge of the Sith. So there's, you know, opportunity for jumping characters around the different uh, shows, yeah, perhaps. For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it, man. I'm, I'm really I'm excited about uh, all the, the Star Wars stuff coming to Disney Plus. I think it's uh, I think the TV version of Star Wars could potentially be better yeah. than the theatrical of what what's what's new to come. What we haven't seen already, yeah. I think the TV stuff is going to be more successful than the the films. They're off to a very good start. I did hear some concern, especially with Mandalorian, like trying to put to like it, it's okay to be its own thing. Like you don't have to bring in so many familiar characters just to like. But, but we'll see how they do it. They've done such a good job so far, and if you have Disney Plus. And like The Mandalorian, you got to watch the documentary. It's just fascinating to watch and hear Dave Filoni talk about Star Wars and equally entertaining to hear how he got the job uh, oh, for originally story. on Clone Wars and how he originally thought that the call was a joke. <laughs> and he was he was not treating it, taking it seriously, but um, it was meant to be. And he, he did. And he's a great addition to the Star Wars world as, as everyone involved in the project. And also Deborah Chow, who will be doing the Obi-Wan series. That's right. Is in it. She had directed one of the episodes. Man, she seems cool. She seems intense, likes the action scene. So it's it's a great documentary. There's only been two out so far. They're only like half an hour, but well worth the watch. How often, what day do they usually come out, Wendy? Well, you I know? feel like the first one came out on the on May 4th, for May the 4th, be with you. And then, yeah. but the second one was out like the following Friday. So it might, it you know, it could be like an every Friday. I And I can't swear it was Friday, but I feel like it was maybe Friday because that's when The Mandalorian would come out. Right. So I feel like maybe they they wanted the first one to be out on uh, May 4th because it was Star Wars Day. And then maybe it's going to be a Friday thing. So we'll see. I don't know. I haven't looked. It's a great documentary. And boy, it's, again, I feel like I'm turning a corner on Lucas. Um, just learning about all the things that he has created for the mm-hmm. industry out of yeah. working on Star Wars. Like, he's clearly, he's a genius. He is, and yeah. I've definitely, I've not been kind to him uh in the last 20 years or so so you know again i think i'm more mature now i'm coming to a place where i can admit <laughs> that maybe i was wrong about some of these things so we'll see well, I'm gonna, I, maybe not a hundred percent i mean it's just it's you get more i always find that in fact i've been watching i've an hour into the making of rise of skywalker and when you look ooh. at you when you watch it from the from the blu-ray and just see all the thought goes into these things and all the effort and the production and why they do the things they do, you end up, you know, appreciating more, even if maybe it didn't turn out how they had originally planned or not what you wanted it to be. They, you'd see that they put the work into it. They didn't just, you know, slap something up there on the screen. And um, yeah, it's fascinating to watch all the, you know, the effort that's put in and George he had, I think he had great, obviously a great idea. He made Star Wars for Pete's sake, but, and also all the technological advances to do what he wanted to do, which also came into play with the prequels. I think, and I think he had a great story idea for the prequels. I just think, I wish other people directed it. 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and gone a different way with the directing. I think that was, and, and George at that point didn't have anybody was going to tell him no, probably yeah. for, for he, anything exactly. he wanted to do. So. Yep. Cause he was his own studio. He had no one yeah. to answer to. No, it, it worked when he would get other directors for the last two original films. They could kind of do things like as they wanted. So I was reading how upset he was when they said, had Han Solo say, I know to Leia and how he was, he just thought that ruined the scene. And uh, his original dialogue was pretty cheesy and sappy, <laughs> um, or at least the original script. I don't know if it was his line, but you know that's a choice he probably wouldn't have made on the set to have him change that line. It ended up being a classic console line. So it's a classic line, classic scene, classic moment. So I feel like we could just talk about Star Wars. Writers. Can we just do that? Tara's <laughs> <laughs> not here. So no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe we shouldn't talk about Star Wars for two hours. I guess. I kind of want to get into it next week. We'll have another episode of the documentary that will have been out, and that'll be something that, you know, I'm into watching right now. When we talk about, what are you watching? That'll be my answer. (laughs) That'll be one of the things. So, something else we like to talk about is Xena. Oh, I've heard of Xena. Have you? I have. And a couple weekends ago, it was the virtual Xena Retreat. And uh, our good friend Penny Kavanaugh, who, of course, is the creator and the director of the retreat, they had to pivot, her and her team awesome, had to pivot and make it an all-virtual retreat. And by all accounts, they did a great job. I know that you and I both know people who who attended the virtual retreat, and it sounded like it was a blast. We had a great time. We're going to have Penny on the show to talk about it. And here she is. Well, we have a very special guest today. One of our favorite people, not only in the Xenoverse, but in the entire world. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All the world. Her name is Penny Cavanaugh, and she's the creator and director of the Xenite Retreat. She's a friend of this podcast. Penny, welcome back to the show. Hello. Thank Yay. you for having me. I'm such a very dear friend. I feel so special right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are special, Penny. <laughs> Thanks. So how did it go? So... You know, it was obviously, it's been, I bet it's been a bit, bit of a roller coaster. I know you were so excited for what you had planned uh, in 2020, and then you kind of had to pivot a bit. So tell us, <laughs> walk us through that period if it's not too painful. Understatement of the year, pivot, kind of pivot, just a, just a small pivot. Um, wow. Okay. So I remember um, this all starting and, and watching the updates on the news and thinking, it's okay, we're going to be fine. And then, you know another story would happen and something else would get shut down. And the next thing, and it finally became this like slap in the face of realization that Zenit retreat's not going to happen this year. And, um, Oh, you guys, I'm so emotional about this, even though Mm. Zenit retreat has happened. And it was, I I think a roaring success and it was wonderful. And it was unlike anything that we ever could have predicted, but um, I still get really upset when I think about the fact that um, what was meant to be our fifth year, what was meant to be debut of Xena Warrior Musical, which was what was meant to be um, some phenomenal surprises, which I can't even talk about, <laughs> didn't none of, none of it happened, and it it really it broke my heart. It um, I didn't even realize how hard it was going to hit me actually until the weekend of retreat. I woke up Friday morning. Um, we decided to do it virtually. I woke up Friday morning uh, and everything didn't really start until I want to say like 12, 12 o'clock on, no, it was a little, no, it was Friday night that everything started. 
But I woke up Friday thinking, I should be in the Amazon atrium right now. I should be hugging everybody who walks through the doors. I should be giving them their swag. Uh, we had some great water bottles this year, i got to say. I'm really, <laughs> really bummed. Um, and and I was sitting on my couch watching fucking MasterChef, like <laughs> <laughs> just really sad. And it all hit me and I started crying and it was just real. Um, yeah, so r- retreat didn't happen this year. Thanks, COVID. Um, but we did it virtually and it was very special. It was it was great. Everyone showed up and um, brought their authentic selves, which, uh, you know, if if people don't show up to the party, bringing themselves and being amazing and participating and, and bringing their soul to the table, then um, then it can't happen. So I think the fact that this year, 2020 virtual Zenite Retreat was such a success is because everyone showed up and bought in to this, you know, we had what we had. We made it. We made it what we could, and it was very special. What all did you have? I saw just from from friends who attended. It looks like a dance party, a cake baking contest, I mean, many interviews, lots of interviews with, with yeah. guests. And like, what what else do I? Did y'all have like your dance blue? Did everybody like get all blue and dance at the moon virtually? No, or did you do that? <laughs> they did. They did. And I honestly, I was like, okay, this is gonna be like back in. Um, 1990, whatever, you know, where we're all in like the perch chat or the freaking Microsoft chat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know, with the, or the message boards where you were putting the little star and you were writing glomp and, and all that sort of thing. I was kind of picturing that. And what happened was we had DJ Andy Pants and Leo who typically DJ our retreat in person, sorry, our, um, paint yourself blue and hell at the moon in person. And we just let them run with it. And we opened up a Zoom chat because, you know, <laughs> Zoom is connecting all of us right now. And they, everyone just sort of danced. You know, mm. It's like that episode of Xena where Tale of Two Muses, like, we danced. And we did. <laughs> and the music, the playlist was phenomenal. And I just dropped in. Like, I was just kind of going to come and see what was going on, watch a little bit and then leave. And I ended up in that room. I remember Kat poking her head into the door in my office and being like, are you still up? And I was literally like <laughs> dancing. I was like, go away, I'm dancing. Like this is, this is the hell of the And the vibe was unlike anything um, I think we, I personally ever hoped could, could happen. It was unmatched and it was phenomenal. And just seeing the faces of these people on screen who were dancing by themselves in <laughs> the comfort of their own homes was, was magical. It was so great. Um, and yeah, we did a baking contest. We did, um, what was really important to me was not recreating what we usually do at Zenit Retreat in the flesh. And I really wanted to make this not some second rate, you know, like consolation prize. We wanted to do something new and special and un, un, I don't know, matched, unparalleled, whatever. Um, and so we came up with all these new things and I recently have been quite obsessed with this fantastic reality show called The Circle, which if you haven't watched, you should absolutely (laughs) check out. It's so good. Um, And so, yeah, like the cooking contest we kind of got from that, like mixed with Great British Bake Off, and we had like these um, parameters. You know, you had to to bake um, something that looked like a chakram. You had to put a certain number of colors in it. You know, whatever it was. Ash ran that, actually. Ash is a rock star. Um, Yeah, so, and and people just showed up and were amazing and, and, you know, gave their hearts and souls and it, it paid off. 
How long did you have between when you finally knew you had to cancel and then to set up the virtual retreat? How, how far in advance, like how much time did you have to figure all that out? Well, it's a funny question actually, because um, how long we had in advance, I can't remember the day that I went live to announce that we were canceling. Remember I, t- I, I was waiting as, as I'm sure many um, conventions are doing for that act of God clause to let them, you know, to let themselves out of the contract. Um, and I had a conversation with Kenny Creek who were incredible. Um, we have gone so far past a business relationship with them. They're just, they're family. They're Zenites. They've never watched the show, but they're Zenites. Really? <laughs> um, they're wonderful. And so, um, you know, I called them and I let them know. We have a lot of campers who are older, who are immunocompromised, who it just wouldn't be safe for them to attend, um, and my family included. And so it got to a point where it was just, you know, the call made itself. We just had to wait for it to be okay. Um, and once it was, I went live and I let everyone know. And um, they were so supportive. It was it was great. But once I made that call and once we went live and, and said that, um, I kind of switched off and shut down and stopped. I, I knew that we had to pivot into a virtual retreat. I knew that was a thing. And to be totally honest, a virtual retreat is something I've been playing with for a long time now in my mind um, because we have a lot of European fans who can't make it over to America. Um, and so that's always something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. So it wasn't really like I had to just like magically pull it out. Like it was there. I just had to make it happen. But I had, I had some family stuff going on as well. Uh, and in, in the time frame of canceling or, or, you know, pushing back as night retreat and then the actual virtual retreat, my mother-in-law passed away, which was really hard for my family. Um, and I, uh, I, I, I just didn't really do anything to do with retreat and that's where ash stepped in and i just want to want like give a massive shout out to ash vivens who is my second in command of zenite retreat she's phenomenal um and she really did all of the planning and i don't even remember what happened during that time frame it was such a blur but i do remember stepping in i think loose you messaged me like a week or the week of Zenite retreat, Luce messaged me and said, happy Zenite retreat week. And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) You should should probably check in. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, And, you know, then we figured out the schedule and we came up with how it was going to work virtually with the Zoom chats and and, and our um, our Discord channel. And we just made it happen. Amazing. Yeah. Great job. Oh. I don't know how you plan a real retreat, much less a virtual retreat. Seriously. I don't either. I don't know how it works. <laughs> so you had one, there was one very special guest in particular that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, her name is Renee O'Connor. She portrayed uh, Gabrielle on the show and she came on to your v- virtual retreat and you interviewed her. I did. Penny, how'd that, how'd that go for you? Was that not a big deal or was that okay? Not at all. It was not a big deal. It was so normal. I wish people could see Penny right now <laughs> because she just looks so just all kinds of red shades in her. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a joke. I can't even believe it. It's so amazing. Um, yeah, that happened. Uh, <laughs> it was incredible. It was like, so when you're 12 years old and you're watching Xena and there's this character who shapes pretty much your um, 
help me out with the word here, like not like being, like that's a little intense, but you know, like your your way of thinking and, and feeling and what's right, you know, the greater good. Moral compass. Moral compass. That's perfect. Yes, exactly that. And then, you know, um, you get to interview her and it, it, <sighs> I don't even know how to explain or describe it. And I feel like it was the biggest do you know I don't even have the words? What a li- I just <laughs> I don't even have the words. It was great. It was so wonderful. I'm so I'm so blessed and grateful that she wanted to spend time with the Zenite Retreat fans. And I I have to say, um, it's because of the fans of Zenite Retreat who go out there and talk about retreat and promote retreat and um, you know, are our cheerleaders that Renee said that she would like to spend some time with the campus because she had heard, how's this for a trip? She heard, Renee O'Connor heard that Zenite Retreat had to get postponed and she <laughs> wanted to drop in and um, and spend some time with the retreat campus house. It's so <laughs> special. So cool. Um, that happened. <laughs> so so it's a big thing is what you're saying. That's pretty cool. It was, it was uh, yeah, pretty big. Pretty huge. <laughs> there's, uh, there's, um, right before I went on the interview, I did a tech test with her, um, and we jumped on, and I was like, "Can you hear me? Can you see me? Are we good? I can hear you. I can see you. We're cool." And I'm like, I swear to God, you guys, I was, um, I was super normal, um, but <laughs> <laughs> it was. I ended up pulling out my Snapchat and just snapping this little video of me being like. I just talked to Renee O'Connor. I'm about to interview. I lost. It was so embarrassing. Um, that footage is out there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's cool. Not a big deal at all. So do you think that uh, Renee's relationship with the retreat um, will continue in the future? Anything is possible, I guess. Who knows? Anything is possible. I agree. Gotta Penny. have dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Hmm, yeah. All right. So 2021, what do we, I mean, it's never too early to start uh, promoting. What do we, what do we have to look forward to besides, you um, know, hopefully a certain podcast being invited, being invited back up. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. I mean, no pressure. Serial, serial still recording. But God damn it, Penny. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what, what do we have to look forward to? So we are basically, we had taken so much time to plan the 2020 retreat that I don't think we're going to change what we had planned for 2020. We're just going to kind of move it on up to 2021. Um, so what do we have planned for the 2021 Zenite retreat? We have a married with fish sticks ball where you can expect a real life mermaid. Um, we have a little, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's, it's called Xenomore musical for lost scroll. It's just this like, <laughs> you know, little um, performance that we have going on um what else do we have we've got oh you guys okay so part of the reluctance that i had in canceling is that a word reluctance yeah it's totally a word, it's a good word. we had in, in canceling z night retreat 2020 was that we had planned um these incredible games um team building games because on on day one you show up maybe you don't know anyone maybe you know everyone but it's okay because we want to break the ice and we want you to to feel relaxed and feel like this is your space this is your time to have a great time um and so we play these games and we always try to base the games off a particular episode. And this year we had some bangers. And at first we were like, all right, we're not going to um, – we had to tweak them a little bit, I think. We had this one game called One Against No Armies. Um, <laughs> and 
it, it involved getting quite up close and personal with your fellow camper. Um, and then COVID happened and we're like, you know what, we can still do this. We'll just, we'll just take away the, the really close proximity thing. So we tweaked the game um, and then we had to cancel. So we'll go back to the original. So one against no armies, we've got, um, we've got a, a Miss Amphipolis race, relay race. Here she comes, Miss Amphipolis relay race. Um, we've, we've got a baby toss. That's great. That's going to be really fun. Well, you'll, you'll be using your daughter for that? or no. <laughs> Do you know, I wanted to the first year that I had, um, I had just given birth. Willow was six, uh, eight weeks old at the, at the Zenit retreat um, last year. And I had made this joke. I was like, okay, I'm going to come out. I'm going to pretend I'm holding Willow. It's going to be like a little bundle. I'm going to make some joke and then I'm going to toss the baby into the audience. <laughs> I thought it would be really funny. But Kat thought that it might trigger some people, so we didn't do it. <laughs> I wanted to do it. No, no, we're not. Um, we won't be tossing real babies. <laughs> She's not quite there yet. Um, what else are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, you know, there's the classics, archery. We're doing a, um, a golden apple archery tournament again. We have a village festival, um, which was to be celebrating, you know, like when you when you celebrate a good harvest. We were going to be celebrating a good harvest of 25 years of Xena. Um, now it'll just be 26 years of Xena. And, you know, it'll just be a little bit of OCD with the five and the 26 instead of five and 25. <laughs> I'll do some work so that when we get to that point, I'm okay with that and we'll be fine. I think we're going to do a maypole dance. Oh. <laughs> So when are our tickets? When will tickets for twenty twenty one be available, or are they already? There are no tickets available for twenty twenty one because we basically just are honoring everyone's tickets from twenty twenty awesome. and pushing it forward. So yeah, there's uh, there's a wait list, zenartretreat.com, and then you click on the little ticket button and you can get on the wait list. And I'm going to do my damn best to get you all there. Um, I know uh, there's one particular camper. I'm sure he won't mind me giving him a shout out. His name is Jimmy. I adore him. He is heart and soul. Um, he has already started his savings fund and I will be damned if he doesn't come to 2021 retreat. So yeah, jump on the mailing list. And then as soon as we can figure out what's going to happen, uh, an email will come out and you can purchase your ticket. Well, I can't imagine how excited people will be to get there in 2021 after having to not go for a year, to miss a year. And as, as great as the virtual retreat is, I'm sure they just can't wait to actually see everybody in person and uh, experience all this. Yeah, it's the hugs, it's the energy and the vibe. It's like there is, there's quite literally, I feel like there's like a vibration in the air when you get to retreat of just this, this feeling. You, and there's no words that you can put, that you can, you know, there's just no words. It's really, really special. Um, and, and I'm really surprised, honestly, that we captured some of that at virtual retreat because I, I did, as much as I didn't want it to be a consolation prize, I truly felt like that's what it was going to be. Um, and I don't think it was. And that's definitely a testament to the team awesome members who were running the activities and events um, and more like definitely heavily on the actual Xenites who showed up and, and, you know, participated in the puppet sock costume contests and the... <laughs> bake-offs and the scavenger hunts and the howl at the moon and the debates and uh, you know all of it the interviews and as a, as someone who's seen it i've only been out there for that one day we were out there last year but it's so well done so well organized i mean it just it ha- it's very professional and it's very cool and i remember seeing the board breaking while we were out there 
and just watching everyone cheer on someone <laughs> who was trying to break a board, some better at it than others. And just the support they got was, it was beautiful. It was magical. It was a really cool environment to be in. So I hated leaving that day, but then we had to, <laughs> but I, I, I hated, I, I remember being out there last year and thinking next year, I cannot wait to go and experience more. Yeah. So we'll just put that off again. We'll just put it on hold. It's, it's cool. And it'll, it'll be even more magical because of the wait. Well, congratulations. Uh, on the virtual retreat and good luck in 2021. I, I feel like we'll have you back when we get closer. Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. Of course. You can try and keep me away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So thanks for joining us again, Penny. Thank you guys for having me on the show and for always being so supportive of the Xenite retreat as a fandom that's been off air for such a long time. It's, it's really great to know that there are people out there who still want to hear about Xena. We still want to talk about it. Well, Wendy, it's always so much fun to talk to Penny. I feel like we should have her on like every week. She's great. I feel like I've now known Penny for 13 years and it's just crazy that I've known her that long. That girl gets things done. I I have so much respect for her. I was like, oh, I'm going to make a retreat. And then it ends up amazing and it grows every year and it's so professionally done. and, And it's just that girl knows how to plan and execute and coordinate and delegate all the things I can't do. She's really good at. So my hat's off to her. Absolutely. Her and her team, man, they pulled it off and uh, hopefully we will see them in person next year. I'm planning on it. All right. Well, that was, it was fun catching up with Penny. Always. Uh, Yes. And if you would like to follow more of the snop, where can you find the snop on the Twitter at snop podcast, S N O podcast you can find us on facebook at she nerds out and on uh, instagram i think as she nerds out podcast you are correct yes yes she nerds out that would that seems like it'd be obvious but <laughs> but you never know not to the girl who can't say snop podcast without messing it up the snop <laughs> the snop and if you want to send us an email, you can send it to shenerdsout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you like the podcast, you can subscribe, you can review, and you can rate us because we love to be rated. Yes, that's everyone loves to be judged. Yes, <laughs> please concur. judge us, uh, but only if you like us. All right, Kat. Well, I guess it's time to wrap up this terrorless, <laughs> terrorless podcast. We miss her and we will see her next week. Yes. But on that note... She nerds out. out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like nerdy things.